This is 680 CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, we have entered the fall finale portion of your television schedule, including one of the most buzzed about shows of the season. I'm Jeff Braun, and what a season of Westworld it was. I'll offer my review a little later in the show. We'll also tell you what's new on home video this week. First, it's the news. From the couch. The first trailer came out this week for one of the best entries in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's The Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. The fate of the universe lies on your shoulders. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now, repeat back what I just said. I agree. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone. Try again. I am Groot. Mm-hmm. I am Groot. Uh-huh. I am Groot. No! The Guardians of the Galaxy was a surprise smash hit in 2014, both with audiences and critics. An especially impressive feat for a superhero movie full of superheroes most people had never heard of before. Chris Pratt leads the way as Star-Lord, a Han Solo kind of hero. Technically, he does a lot of things he shouldn't, but he's a good guy. He teams up with a green alien named Gamora, played by Zoe Saldana, a blue alien named Drax, played by Dave Bautista, a talking raccoon voiced by Bradley Cooper, and a tree named Groot, voiced by Vin Diesel. Together as the Guardians of the Galaxy, they conquered not only their enemies, but the box office as well, raking in three quarters of a billion dollars. So, obviously, they're back. As we heard in that first clip, Rocket Raccoon is having a tough time keeping little baby Groot, last seen as a sprout at the end of the first movie, away from a bomb. Does anybody have any tape out there? I want to put some tape over the death button. Nobody has any tape! Not a single person has tape! You have an atomic bomb in your bag, and if anybody's gonna have tape, it's you! I have to do everything! You are wasting a lot of time! That's a really bad sign. Baby Group ran off with the bomb. Hey, what a showcase for Vin Diesel's range going from this in Guardians 1. I'm Groot. To this in Guardians 2. I'm Groot. The trailer shows a lot of cool space stuff, as you would expect. It doesn't give much of the plot away, which is fine with me, because I never know who the bad guys in most of these movies are anyway. Sylvester Stallone is in it, but the character namespace beside his name on IMDb is blank, so I guess it's a secret. Maybe he's Judge Dredd again. I am the law! And somehow or another, it will fill in with the Avengers as all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe inch toward the upcoming Infinity Wars movies. But that's a couple years down the road. For now, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 to look forward to next May. If I touch someone, I can feel their feelings. You feel love. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I feel a general unselfish love for just about everybody. No. Sexual love. No, no, I don't. For her. No. <laughs> she just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Dude, <laughs> come on. I think you're overreacting a little bit. You must be so embarrassed. <laughs> do me, do me, do me. Hey, speaking of the Guardians inching towards the Avengers. Yep. Vin Diesel this week, uh, did you see that he suggested there will be a showdown between Groot and the Hulk? I did see that. That's pretty cool. Do you think he really knows of which he speaks, or is that just Vin Diesel being uh, Vin Diesel? I think it's going to happen. Yeah. The Hulk will smash Groot, but it'll be interesting. But Groot uh, clearly can't be killed. He just 
starts all over again. Just keeps growing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on from the Guardians to Baywatch. Remember Baywatch? Of course you do. David Hasselhoff, Pamela Anderson, Carmen Electra, Yasmin Bleeth. Run, Yasmin, run. Hey, hey, they're running. See, this is the brilliance of the show. I say always keep them running. All the time running. Run. Run. Run, Yasmin, run like the wind. So this week, the first teaser arrived for the new Baywatch movie, which stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Our team is the elite of the elite. We're the heart and soul of this very beach. We protect when other people don't want to protect. And we go above and beyond. But this is not like the network-friendly television show. This is a hard R version of Baywatch. I'm Matt Brody. Ready for duty. Can you just uh, look at my boobs? I... You should look at my face. I'm trying. But it's so close to your boobs. Ha. That is Zac Efron talking to Alexandra D'Addario. As to be expected, it is an entirely beautiful cast, including Priyanka Chopra from the ABC show Quantico. She's the movie's villain. Baywatch opens May 26th, 2017. We got a dead body on our beach. That's not our job. My gut says there's some bad going on over there, and my say we need to check it out. My say it's just take it easy right here. Why the do your sound like three-year-old girls? I don't know, man. That's just how they talk. But they're wise. Your holiness. Your sins. I don't have any sins to confess. My only sin is that my conscience does not accuse me of anything. If you've been thinking what TV really needs right now is a show about a badass pope, well, you're in luck. A new trailer is out for the upcoming HBO miniseries, The Young Pope, starring Jude Law, who at 40-something is young by Pope standards. Starting today, you have to lead the church. One billion people, one-fifth of the world's population. Do you understand what I'm saying? I really have to tell you, Sister Mary, this book is strange. I don't care about your opinions if I'm up for the task. I don't care if you think I'm weak or a scoundrel. Well, that sounds intriguing. You usually think of popes as fairly gentle types. Not this time. Law plays the fictional Pius XIII, the first American pope. Diane Keaton co-stars as Sister Mary, an ally of the young pope. Or is she? People are saying that Sister Mary is the real pope. Not you. In America, we call it gossip. Of course, a young brash pope will have his detractors. James Cromwell is the bad guy here. I mean, he's probably a cardinal or something, but he's definitely an antagonist to Jude Law's pope. He'll be a terrible pope. The most dangerous in modern times. I'm ready to wage a war without end against you. Everything a powerful man needs to know about the people he works with. And I am the most powerful man of all. It's definitely a strange premise, but the trailers for The Young Pope look really good. We'll find out when the miniseries debuts on HBO January 15th. Everyone is afraid of you. It's not exactly true. 
but it will be. More news from the couch coming up next. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. Time now for more news from The Couch. Tom Cruise appeared in a trailer this week that could be mistaken for a new Mission Impossible movie with monsters. It's the first trailer for The Mummy. Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. That's Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. And with that line of dialogue, he is signaling Universal's plan to launch their own new cinematic universe featuring all of their old monsters. Not a lot of dialogue in this trailer, but the action is spectacular. It starts with Tom Cruise and some others sitting in the back of a large cargo plane which is carrying a sarcophagus. They then fly into this gigantic flock of birds which brings down the plane and Tom Cruise dies. But then he wakes up in a morgue. That's right, he rises from the dead. In real life, he defies aging, and on screen, he defies death itself. The new mummy, by the way, is a woman. I saw her. She is real. And she is played by Algerian actress Sofia Boutella, who was super cool in Star Trek Beyond. This movie also looks to be far less campy than the previous mummy films, starring Brendan Fraser. I know those movies were silly, but I still really dig them. This new mummy opens June 9th, 2017. Please meet Princess Arminette. She will claim what she has been denied. It has been said through the ages Without sacrifice, there can be no victory. Yes, that is Anthony Hopkins saying, No sacrifice, no victory. Hey, that used to be the old wiki family motto from the Transformers movies, right? Well, guess what? That clip of Anthony Hopkins is from the first teaser of the fifth movie about the robots in disguise. It's Transformers The Last Night. That's right, there's a fifth Transformers movie coming. I don't really know what's going on in this trailer. And that's probably because the movie is going to be the same hot mess most of these movies are. Optimus Prime has left us. Yeah, that's right, we see a shot of Optimus Prime floating in space, appearing to be dead. He left Earth at the end of the last movie, I think, searching for new allies. I can't remember because that last Transformers movie really sucked. Also, there is a shot of our moon with something larger than the moon approaching it. Could this be the planet-eating Unicron from the 1986 cartoon Transformers the movie? You underestimate me, Galvatron. For a time, I considered sparing your wretched little planet Cybertron. Now, we shall witness its dismemberment. Transformers! 
Even though we saw Optimus Prime floating away in space, it would seem he makes his return to Earth, but not in a good way, because he's under someone else's control and looks ready to kill Bumblebee and Mark Wahlberg. Transformers The Last Night opens June 23rd, 2017. Forgive me. And a couple of obits to pass along this week as two actresses from two of our favorite movies passed away. Alice Drummond, the woman behind that scream, has died at the age of 88. She had a long career as a character actress, but I'll always remember her as the librarian at the beginning of Ghostbusters who had that freaky encounter in the opening scene. Alice, I'm going to ask you a couple of standard questions, okay? Have you or any member of your family ever been diagnosed schizophrenic, mentally incompetent? My uncle thought he was St. Jerome. I'd call that a big yes. Margaret Witten passed away this week as well of cancer at the age of 67. You remember her as the evil owner of the Cleveland Indians in the movie Major League. Here's a list of the players we'll be inviting to camp. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past their prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. The facts are we lost our two best players to free agency. We haven't won a pennant in over 35 years. We haven't placed higher than fourth in the last 15. Obviously, it's time for some changes. This guy here is dead. Cross him off, then. Witten also starred in The Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox and was also a producer and director. I hate this f***ing song. That is the news from The Couch. Up next, we'll tell you what's coming to home video. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. It's the voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes. Having a quick look at what's coming to home video this upcoming week. What's that, Jeff? Suicide Squad. Did you see that one? Nope. Nope, not yet. Well, you can, now's your chance. <laughs> Maybe you'll get it for Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, a lot of stuff actually coming out. Just in time for Christmas, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Florence Foster Jenkins, that's the one with Meryl Streep where she plays a singer, and she's married to Hugh Grant. Ben-Hur, the ill-fated remake of the classic, Bridget Jones's Baby, and a movie called Morgan, which is uh, about artificial intelligence. It's a sci-fi kind of thing. Blah, blah, blah. And also Fear the Waking Dead, season two. On Blu-ray. So if those sound like a good gift idea for anyone you know, you can go buy them at the store on Tuesday. If you're just looking for something to watch at home on Digital HD next Tuesday, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Snowden in the movie Snowden. Oh, yes, that's the one where he kind of uh, talks like this. Yeah, hey, you guys, how's it going? Fear the Walking Dead, by the way. What did I say? Fear the Waking Dead. The Waking Dead? What's the Waking Dead? I don't know. That sounds kind of cool, though. I like kind of like the Waking yeah, Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. I'm going to Google right. that right now to see if there is. Yeah, the there waking, is a thing. The Waking Dead. There's Waking the Dead. <laughs> it's a British television police procedural. I bet you that's really good. It sounds like it. <laughs> so, well, maybe we'll have to look that up and give you a review of that. Uh, you are listening to the Couch Potatoes. 
Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He is Brett. And HBO's Westworld wrapped up its first season last weekend. So let's talk about that with some minor spoilers ahead. Since I was a child, I've always loved a good story. Stories help us become the people we dreamed of being. Life. That told a deeper truth. I always thought I could play some small part in that grand tradition. And for my pains, I got this. My new narrative. These violent delights have violent ends. Now, I'm not going to get specific about the big reveals in the finale, but I may be vaguely spoilery here, so be warned. Overall, I really liked the first season of Westworld. It was just such a different show. And frankly, the crazy premise, an amusement park set like the Old West, where all the cowboys are lifelike robots, was enough to sustain me. That and all the little mysteries and twists along the way, all the fun, crazy stuff that didn't have anything to do with uh, the characters, because that's where the show, I would say, needs some work to achieve truly great status is with the characters it's hard I mean because a lot of the characters are robots and we were constantly reminded of that so it was hard to get invested in anyone who got reset every night and couldn't remember anything that happened to them and it didn't matter what happened to them anyways because as lifelike as they are they're still just robots now of course that's also sort of the point a couple of them started gaining varying degrees of sentience throughout the season and then finding out what we find out in the finale vis-a-vis Parkmaster Anthony Hopkins' big reveal. Everything snapped into place, but still not a lot of heart or emotion in this thing along the way, which would be tragic if every show was like that. But for one show on my list of many shows, I don't mind making the exception, especially because it was stellar on so many other levels. Again, mostly with the intrigue. I like the level of fan engagement it inspired. You get to watch an episode and then spend the whole next week reading crazy fan theories on the internet and talking about it on Twitter. I haven't had a show like that in my run since Lost. And Westworld learned some of the lessons from Lost, you know, like making sure they answered the questions they asked. There are obviously still questions heading into Season 2, but no one who watched Westworld feels like they got yanked around in that regard. There was some mild yanking born out of the fact that the 10-hour season probably could have been done in five or six hours. A lot of it felt like the show spinning its wheels, although it did help build up the mysteries. And the show looked so good, the acting was outstanding, that I actually didn't even really mind watching characters say and do things that were, a lot of the time, just filler. Tandy Newton and Evan Rachel Wood were spectacular as the robots they played. Robots slowly but surely realizing what they were, what their world was. Jeffrey Wright is always good, and between him and Anthony Hopkins, when you have endless speechifying about philosophy or just basic exposition, that's pretty easy to take when those guys are the ones doing it. But I think if there were going to be awards going to this thing, Tandy Newton and Evan Rachel Wood would be your best bets. I also think the season would be fascinating to rewatch Knowing what what we know at the end of it, I think it would obviously make the William and Men in Black scenes achieve another level, and everything Anthony Hopkins says and does would have to be taken in a new light, given what we find out from him near the end of the finale there. As for next season, I am excited because it sets it up well. It's going to take off into a whole different direction. We might even see one of the other 
worlds at the park, not just West World. Hopefully they can, uh, you know, find a way to add more real emotion to everything or else simply not stall so much. The show won't be back until 2018, sometime in 2018, so they do have a lot of time to get it right. But I like season one a lot. Westworld is not the best show of the year, but it is definitely the most interesting and I can't wait for more. And that's Westworld. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes, and we've got a few odds and ends here we want to tell you about, starting with Luke Cage. The shield of the king. Blood everywhere, none of it his. He had bullet holes in his shirt. How did he not get hit? That shotgun blast alone should have killed you. You're amazing. I don't want to be different than anybody else. People need you. Cops can only do so much. Sweet Christmas! Netflix has renewed Luke Cage for a second season. Luke Cage is the third series based on superheroes from the Marvel Universe on Netflix, following Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Luke Cage's deal, he's super strong and practically invincible. There is nothing that can hurt you. So what the hell are you afraid of? Ah, Major, you a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Big money, playboy, your time's up. I'm gonna take his rooks, his knights, his queen. So the good news is there will be a second season. The bad news is that it probably won't come until at least 2018, but that's only because Netflix has oodles of Marvel stuff still to come. 2017 will showcase the debut of Iron Fist in March. Then all four heroes will come together for a miniseries called The Defenders. Then we'll get the Daredevil, Daredevil spinoff The Punisher. And then in 2018, we'll get a second season of Jessica Jones, a third season of Daredevil, and presumably that second season of Luke Cage. You want to go to war? I'll take you to war. You don't have enough people. You want some? Ah, major love. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Um, th- they're all thirteen episode seasons so far, right? I think so. Yeah, they need to shave like three episodes out of each season because I I don't know. I've always found that the beginning's really exciting. I get bored in the middle, and then I like the ending. I fully agree. I think the thirteen episode sort of uh, is just the Netflix model. Well, I mean, a lot of times network television too will do the thirteen yeah. episodes, but the the common. I'm wondering if. 13 became sort of the new 22 because ne- typical network television yeah. series is 22 episodes and cable has always been sort of 13 but now we're starting to see a lot of them go to 10 I, th- I don't know has HBO's format always been 10 episodes mostly I think no I, you know I think some of the early Sopranos seasons might have been longer than that but I don't think not longer than 13 so they're usually 10 to 12 or whatever. But HBO, you know, if you're the showrunner and you say, you know, we don't have enough stuff for 10 good ones, we'll give you eight episodes, they'll let them do that too. I've seen that before. Okay. So, yeah, I think it should be based on how much story you have and because there does seem to be, I don't know, if it's sort of like filler or they just try and add one extra thing that just doesn't really go anywhere that they don't need to add. I fully agree. I think it's the, the same could be said for all of the Netflix Marvel shows so yeah. far. Even Jessica Jones, which I yep. liked the best out of all of them. There was some stuff 
sort of in the middle towards the end where I thought, okay, can we just speed this up a little bit? <laughs> and that's not to say I didn't enjoy the show. I just think that... I think these shows would do, would uh, be served better with 10 episodes instead of 13. So great point, Jeff. Uh, and I'm looking forward to more Luke Cage. I really enjoyed the music in particular. I just really liked it. And I like how it wasn't just sort of how they really made sure that it felt like a like a black show that this was a black superhero in a black neighborhood Mm -hmm. with a black cast and it wasn't sort of because a lot of times i think that feels kind of artificial yeah and in this show it didn't it felt real it felt legit and uh, it was i really just enjoyed it the other thing i like about luke cage is because with you know there's so many superhero things period between the movies and television there's there's just an enormous amount and i was just like relieved that Oh, this guy goes around and tells everybody his name. They all know Luke Cage. He walks around with his face. It's not a guy trying to conceal an identity because there's just no interesting way to tell that anymore. We've seen it (laughs) so many times, you know, so it was kind of fresh like that. I was like, oh, wow, he's just really putting himself out there. He doesn't care who knows who he is. That's true. Although he was on the run, though. He was telling people he's Luke Cage, but. He did have a fake name. He was on the run from something else. That's true. But still, it was nice that he wasn't wearing a mask and wasn't trying to pretend he yeah. wasn't trying to hide at the very least. So, uh, great show for the most part. I would still, as far as a ranking goes in the Netflix Marvel Universe, I'd put Jessica Jones, Daredevil Season 1, Luke Cage, Daredevil Season 2. We'll still have to see. Agreed. We'll see where Iron Fist lands and then, of course, the Defenders, which should be a lot of fun. More odds and ends coming up in a moment. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Brun, we are the Couch Potatoes, the DuckTales. They're getting a new cartoon, a revival cartoon, and it got a teaser trailer this week. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all that's in it. It's just basically a title screen animation. So we'll just play the theme song ourselves. A woo Disney Television Animation and Disney XD revealed the teaser this week and revealed that the show is going to debut in the summer of 2017. This new series will once again follow Scrooge McDuck and his mischievous grandnephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie, along with Donald Duck. Other beloved characters set to appear are Duckworth, Gyro Gearloose, Launchpad McQuack, Webigail Vanderquack, and more. The original DuckTales cartoon was on from 1987 to 1990. You know that uh, nerdy feeling you and the other Star Wars nerds feel when the new Star Wars movie is about to come out, Brett? Yes. That's how I felt in 1987, sitting down in front of the TV waiting for the premiere of the DuckTales cartoon. Get out of here, really? I've seen the commercials. I've Because, uh, you know, we'll all, you were reading Batman comics and stuff. I was collected... Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck, all the Disney comics. Oh, okay. So I was just like, what? This is going to be like a regular show that's on every week or whatever it was, or very quickly it was on every day in syndication. They made a bunch right out of the gate. So yeah, I couldn't. And then the thing started, and the first one was like a little movie. It was like 90 minutes long. And I just couldn't. I was like, this is insane. This is amazing. <laughs> well, that's, I didn't realize yeah. that you were into the Disney. Do you still and have And it's those a good comments? show. I recently spent... Like 45 minutes reading a very, very lengthy article about the making and syndication of that show. And I can't remember anything I read in it, but it was, <laughs> I was just thrilled by it. 
So I, I haven't seen it, you know, since it was since I was a kid, and then you know, it turned into a teenager and grew out of it, kind of thing. But I think I'd I'd watch those old ones again. Well, it's 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 unfortunate as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a Disney thing, and there's you know, Disney plays coy with all their stuff. Yeah, I'm just try, I was trying to find out where one can can see it, and they if you go to their Wikipedia page, for example, there's a segment called or a section called Video on Demand. And it says season one of DuckTales was released on Amazon in 2013, but it's not available anymore. And it's available on Netflix, apparently, uh, in Denmark, Finland, Norway, and Sweden. I guess they have a thing for Scandinavians. I guess so. <laughs> but uh, that it, I guess there were some... Looks like you can get volume one, two, and three on DVD. They were made available as of 2005. 2006 and 2007. I would imagine those did not go back in the vault. They're not like they're movies. Yeah, or whatever, that's good. So. Maybe I should, maybe I'll buy them for my nieces for Christmas and then spend all Christmas Day watching them. <laughs> yes, your nieces. Yes, yes, I'll buy them for, why don't you just buy them for yourself? <laughs> just get them for yourself. You clearly it's, like the DuckTales. It's kinder if I pass them on to my nieces. Okay, well, so that's coming in Next summer, 2017, on Disney uh, Channel and Disney XD. Also wanted to mention this. There is a remake coming for Little Shop of Horrors. Remember the version from 1986? Does it have to be human? Does it have to be mine? Where am I supposed to get it? Feed me, Seymour. Feed me all night long. (laughs) That's right, boy. Audrey 2 has got some soul. Have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors, Jeff? I have not. It had the word horror in the title, so I wasn't going to go to it. (laughs) You're such a scaredy cat. (laughs) Are you at least familiar with what it is? Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you are not listening to this right now, it's about a lonely shopkeeper named Seymour who finds this mysterious plant... It's kind of a flytrap-looking plant, and it grows when it consumes blood. The 1986 version was directed by Frank Oz. It starred Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, Steve Martin, and Bill Murray in a cameo. It's renowned for its practical effects. Just when I was watching some video, I can't believe how it still looks great. And the effects of this giant man-eating plant, so much so that it was nominated for Best Visual Effects at the Oscars, where it was also nominated for Best Original Song because it was a musical, which was in fact based on a film from 1960 directed by Roger Corman, which was actually the feature film debut of Jack Nicholson. This latest remake will be directed by Greg Berlanti, the man behind all of the CW's superhero shows, Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So that's kind of a weird fit. Yeah. But... Guess he just likes himself some uh, man-eating plant. Well, and those shows at least are, they're whimsical and fun, so he will probably do a good job. The 1960 version, I remember renting that a few years ago and just thinking it was strange. Really? I think... practical effects weren't really as good? Well, it wasn't the effects. It was Mm. just kind of creepy and... but. Not in a scary, creepy, just sort of a, this is weird. I think it's because I didn't quite know what to expect. So if I were to watch it again, I might enjoy it more. I was mostly curious just to see Jack Nicholson's screen debut. Hmm. So that's coming, and I'll just very quickly mention the second trailer has debuted for Fifty Shades Darker. I want you back. I'm not very good at this. I've never wanted to try again. Have dinner with me. Okay, fine. I will have dinner with you. Because I'm 
hungry, but we are only talking and that is it. I'm not into the Fifty Shades stuff, but the first movie was a big hit, 571 million worldwide. The books were a worldwide smash, so if you're into it, Fifty Shades Darker opens Valentine's Day. I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother! This is 680 CJOB.